offering and he did not have his respect for Cain's offering. To find the answer, come with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, are you there? Verse 3, let's start from 3. By faith, we understand the words were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. By faith, somebody say by faith. By faith. Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. Now you see, here, the writer of Hebrews is trying to give us a reason why God had respect for Abel's offering, but the Cain's offering did not have any respect. Now, the word that I want you, if you had your Bible, I would have told you that circle the word or underline sacrifice. You thought I was going to say something else, isn't it? No. He, he, you see, I said to you two weeks ago that faith is work. How many remember? Faith is not just what you say or what you um, confess. That's not faith. In James chapter 2, he says that, show me a man who says they have faith and I by my work will prove my faith. How many remember that scripture? So, so here, he offered a sacrifice. Amen. He offered a sacrifice and the other gave. Hello? One gave, one offered a sacrifice. My question to the mathematicians in this house, which, what is the difference between giving and sacrifice? To answer that, that question, I'll tell you a story. The story, once upon a time, there was a chicken. And the chicken had a best friend who was a pig. And one day, their owner, who was an old lady, was sick. And really, she was living in a very remote place, just uh, with just the chicken, the dog, and the pug or the pig. So, when the lady, old lady got sick, the uh, chicken decided that, listen, the way our madam or our owner is sick, let us prepare a nice food for her to give her strength. And then the dog said that it's a good idea. That was what the dog said. And then the chicken said, I will donate 10 crates of eggs. And then the, the dog clapped. Then the dog said that I am the master chef in this house. I will prepare the food. Then the, then the, the chicken said that you, you can give us sausage, you can give us bacon, and you can give us meat. If we can box the, the, the meat with sausage and bacon, 
and with the eggs, we will make a grand, sumptuous meal. Listen, for the chicken, it's an offering. But for the pig, it's a sacrifice. My life must be laid down before this old lady can before. No death, you can't have bacon. No death, you can't have sausage. You know, when you come to church, they say offering. You either give a chicken or a bacon. Depending on your faith. Depending on your faith. By faith, one gives an offering. By by Christianity, one gives an offering. By faith, the other gives a sacrifice. Only time you're doing something for God, ask yourself, am I the chicken or the pig? And then remember that in Genesis 4, it says that God had respect for Abel and his sacrifice. But for Cain and his offering, God did not have respect. If you were the old lady, Which one do you would you appreciate the most? See how how easy it is for you to answer. But when it comes to your giving to God, your time for God, your life for God, your talent for God, your energy for God, are you a chicken or a pig? Oh, you don't like my message. You wish I stayed away for another. <laughs> it's a good preaching. Say, it's a very good preaching. You see, you don't feel the egg. If it drops, you don't, you know, you take, when you are giving offering, you look for your purse. You know, the purse, you move the, the different chambers. Where the zip is, you go into where the zip is, and you take something from there, and you put in the offering. Remember, you are there's just, if you are even not even a chicken. You are just a chick. You just lay, put something. See, one thing I've come to realize, that God is not after our, Offering per se. He doesn't need our offering. I've come to see, I've been doing this work for a while. I know God doesn't need our time. God doesn't need us. But he gives us the opportunity to demonstrate our faith. Because anyone that comes to God must know that he is. And if he is and he's a rewarder, then you must know that you must give something for him to reward you. Because he will not reward you just because you're a beautiful person or handsome person. Otherwise, Satan will accuse him. And God cannot be accused by, by anybody. Or God cannot be accused by Satan on anybody's behalf. Are you with me? Don't let God have to answer Satan on your behalf. 
Does Job serve thee for naught? Is it not because you have kept his goods in, in safety and you have given him all these blessings? That is why he's serving you. What Satan didn't realize that Job had received the blessing because Job was serving God in spirit and in truth. Seek if first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now all these other things shall be added to you. When you seek God diligently, he adds all these things to you. So what uh, Satan was accusing Job of, or God of, it was rather the wrong thing. Because listen, he was not blessed just because God chose to bless him. He was blessed because he gave God a reason to bless him. If you read chapter 1 of Job, chapter 2, you realize that every time he was giving an offering, every time he was in, in, in prayer, he was sacrificing, he was in prayer, he was sacrificing, he was in prayer. So, he, he was blessed. The liberal soul shall be made fat. Anybody that withholds more than meat, it tends to poverty. You know, when I'm talking about this type of thing, you are thinking money, but please don't think about money. Anything that you don't give God out of sacrifice is no faith. Your time, your energy, your talent, if you don't give it out of sacrifice, it is not received by God. Remember the scripture we read? Anyone that comes to, uh, uh, the just shall live by what? Faith. Which means that our relationship with God has to be on the basis of faith. And faith without sacrifice is no faith. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. I haven't forgotten where I am. I know we're talking about the characteristics of faith, isn't it? I'll come back to it. But I just thought I would encourage somebody. From today, think about Cain and Abel. They all gave. It to be, listen, it's better not to give than to give one that God will not regard. Uh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. Hello? Did you understand what I said? Cain would have been better off if he never gave at all. But I, I was thinking, what made God decide that Abel's offering was a sacrificial offering? Now let's go back to Genesis 4. And look at it. Look at it very well. Genesis, sorry, four. Where was I? What verse was I? Three or four? Yeah. Abel brought the firstborn. Listen, for a farmer, you have been waiting. How long does it take to to raise? Uh, uh, no, to, to raise a, a, a cattle or a sheep. For a sheep, it probably takes how many years? Organically to get to the point where, because they didn't have all those. Can you go to the back? You are spoiling my message. How many science students do I have? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. As we don't have any agricultural scientists here, I will be the agricultural science student for you. It takes roughly about a year, two years, three years to, for, the, for the 
sheep to come to the mature state to be able to reproduce. So let's say a farmer, you have to wait three years doing feeding this, this uh, sheep or this, this uh, flock that will never give you the benefit for a whole year, two years, maybe three years. Then the, when the, the sheep takes seed, it takes, uh, the gestation period of, of sheep is about uh, three to six months, about six months. So you have to wait a further six months. Oh, I don't have any agriculture scientists here. Okay, can I have a science student Google for me quickly so that you help me preach? I didn't say an art student. Maybe they won't know how to do it. <laughs> okay, biology students. Phoebe. Google, somebody Google it quickly for me. 152 days. We divide by 30 is what? Five months. So, so I, was, I was about right. Six months. So about six months. Listen, I, I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mind that. Six months. So you have waited three years. You have to wait for another. Check if it's three years before it goes from zero to gestation. It, it takes about three years. Then you wait another six months. And then the Bible says that when the uh, the firstlings are given out or born, he takes the firstborns. So can you imagine, let's say you have six female sheep and the six female sheep have produced uh, sheep normally give birth to two or three. So two or three. So let's say that the two or three, two or three, he takes six of the firstlings. So six times six, isn't it? There are six and then six. Take the first list and goes to sacrifice. And then look at the next verse. No, go back to it. Go back, go back the next line, sorry. He says, and the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. Not only the, the you see, to get the fat of the sheep, it means you have to bend the whole sheep. Are you with me? To burn it, really, to it's not cooking. Are you with me? You are not cooking, you are not grilling, so that after you can have some, some steak. No, 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 no. He says that you have to get the fat out, which means that you have to char grill it. So charred, and when I say charred, it means that it is gone black. It's not eatable. Which means that you, the farmer, you won't get any of it. You see, when you sacrifice to God, let's say you go, you put it down, you sacrifice. The priest, what they did was that when they sacrificed uh, 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 the sheep, 
after the sacrifice and the service, they take, they take the, the, the food home to go and eat. Are you getting it? They present it to God and they go and eat. But here's the case where it's like, no, you don't have any bit of it to eat. Because it has to be charred so that the fat can go. Now, first of all, you must believe that God is really God. No, God is really God and he's there. Otherwise, it would be a fruitless adventure to go and burn your, your, your heart and three years in waiting. And then you burn it. So why did you wait so much time? No uh, reward for you. You didn't have any revenue. Are you, are you understand what I'm saying? It takes faith. And, and see, this is what God is trying to teach us today. That this is the type of faith he regards. Amen. The type of faith that God regards is not the chicken or the Cain type of. Because the Bible says, look at Cain. Look at Cain. Look at what Cain did. Verse 3. Go to 3. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought offerings. Offering of what? Fruit of the ground. So offering of fruit of the ground, what does it mean? It means that, uh, uh, listen, he uh, just, just picked some things. He just picked, you know, the, the, they just picked some things. You know, like we do. You go into the bag, you just rummage through uh, the offering. Then uh, 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 they, uh, they are waiting to collect. You know how? How she, she waits with the bag like that. She's not, then she's not moving. And then she's like, you, you are hoping that she will leave so that you stop. She's patient. <laughs> you know, we went to church on Sunday. And then when we got to church, you know, I was saying before we, we got to church that, listen, let's get an offering before we go. Let me get an offering. And, but I was saying, and we never got to find any cash point or not to take money. So we got to the church and then the the... The offering time came. So immediately I turned to my wife. I said, give me offering. Then she gave me money. And I was feeling like a guy. Then I put in. What I didn't realize was they take two offerings. <laughs> By this time, they had moved us from the back seat to the front like this. And then the person who was taking the offering was standing like here. And then the person said, Listen, we in this church on every fair Sunday we take two offerings. Look, and he was looking in my face when he was saying it. And I knew in my pocket that there was nothing. And see that then he said, it's a thanksgiving offering. It must be heavy to show God your appreciation. So I said to my wife, the bag is big enough. Look inside and get me some things. And she had picked everything. Then she also rummaged. You know how you rummage, and then she got some coins. Give it to me secretly so that I go and present. So that the, 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 the whole coins was on the floor. Pra, 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 pra. Then she was looking at me, pick it. I say, Wala, you are not serious. I said, kneel and pick, pick these copper coins in front of all these people. Are you, are you serious? <laughs> it was a keen type of, you know, find something. To give so that you don't embarrass yourself because you are sitting in front. Because you know how these people are. If you don't give, they'll say, hey, we don't want this. So just give. 
But when you go to a nightclub, you see all those guys standing there. They are standing there. If you like, don't give an offering and pass and let's see. But we don't see it as an offering. No, why do you think they collect gate fee at the club? Because they have to put the lights on. They have to pay the DJ. The sound system has to be serviced. And it's all this gate fee that they use to join, join, to pay waiters and all those type of things. But when you come to church, gate fee is not here. That's for the electricity. We just go shut the bar, but then electricity come on. Cut that, then we get the building. The building. Can do, can do, can do. Then uh, the, the heating comes on. Carton the and then the pastor is, is there to, to preach. You see how our minds work. Our minds, we, we say we are serving God, but we don't serve God with faith. That's what I came to challenge you today. That we don't serve God sacrificially. We do not serve God sacrificially. It doesn't cost us anything to go to church. We are preaching. In fact, the church people will be, will be fortunate and blessed that we showed up. In the first place. They should count their stars that you showed up. See, today when I saw Arnold, I was very excited. I was excited to see Arnold. But it shouldn't be the case. Arnold should be thankful that he's in the house of God. Because to be in the house of God, God has given you the grace to come. Do you know that people are lying on their sick bed, hoping that God will give them one more chance to be able to walk by themselves to the house of God. We take God for granted. We take everything for granted. Our service to God is not sacrificial. It is a cane type of offering. We bring an offering and then we drop it. We just drop it. Listen, it's only in the house of God that there's no church work, there's no money in it though. There's no, the, the churches exist to pay rent. I kid you not. To keep light and heat on. Because the people don't give. We are supposed to pay our tithe. Forget about it. We don't pay our tithe. In this church, only 10 to 15% of the total population pays tithe. Regularly. And that's a very good number. When I say 10 to 15 percent, you understand what 10 to 15 percent? It means that if there are 100 people, only 10 people pay tithe. Regularly. If there are 100 people in church every Sunday, only 15 people pay tithe. Can you imagine 15 people's tithe? To keep the lights on, the heating on, and all those. If I were to tell you how much we pay for heating, we pay for this, all the things you see here, you'll be amazed. 
these renovations we did, it cost us not less than 70000 This church, we have never ever seen even half of it before. Because the people don't give. We are not sacrificial. I'm using money, but money is not the reason why I'm preaching. We are not, we don't sacrifice our time. Anything is paramount in our accounting than coming to the house of God. A friend came to visit. I can't come to church because my friend has come to visit. Uh, 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 Today I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I'm not coming to church. There is nothing like sacrifice. Sacrifice has gone out of our service uh, uh, to God. When it's convenient, we will come. When it's convenient, we will do. At the minute, I don't feel it. At the minute, minute something is cropped up. Uh, uh, I am doing this, I'm doing that, so I can't come. There is no sacrificial service to God anymore. Brothers and sisters, if God disrespected Cain's offering, Oh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. If God disrespected Cain's offering. See, if you are serving God because it's, it's convenient, please stop. If I had the opportunity to advise Cain, I would have told him, don't bother. Go and chop your oranges and your uh, cucumbers and uh, bananas and be happy. Because this thing that you are going to give, it will cost you to go and kill I'm sure if he hadn't given, he wouldn't have felt angry with his brother enough to go and kill. You wonder why, that, why there's a church and there's some people in the church, they are so blessed. God blesses them. God opens the door for them. God gives them. And there are others who are there. Like, you are here. <laughs> Nothing. There's something wrong with our faith. Amen. I say anyone that comes to God must know that he is. Hebrews 11, 6, isn't it? He is. If he is, then let's reverence him. If the queen of England was to come here, let's say the queen of England visits today. There is no way you will come to church late. We will have to be seated an hour before the queen. And anywhere the queen goes, the queen is the last person to enter. And the first to leave. The queen never enters after protocol. There's no way the queen will enter after anybody. Well, as soon as the queen enters, they lock everything. And when the uh, ceremony is about to finish, the queen gets up to leave. Everybody stands. The queen walks out before everybody can do anything else. Nobody leaves. And he's, she's just a mere queen who gets diarrhea now and again. (laughs) 
Listen, let, let, let me give you one characteristic of faith. Just add to what we are talking about and then we can go. What's the first one we talked about? How many remember the characteristics of faith we talked about? Have I preached a good message? Faith has an object. Number two. Faith has obstructions. What does that mean? Faith has obstacles. That's, do you know that one big obstacle of faith is doubt? One big obstacle of faith is fear. If I give this bacon, how would I live? You know, just assume that the pig decides that, okay, I'm going to chop one half, one, you know, from here down so that I'll walk three-legged. Just imagine the pig decided that. How would they survive? How would they, that pig survive? Maybe the fear of walking as a three-legged pig will make the pig think about the sacrifice. Sometimes temptation, the obstacle of temptation, you want to give, but something will come and tempt you. Have you not realized that the day you say that today I'm going to do this, I'm going to pay my tithe today, that's when your carburetor will go. That's when you get a ticket. Number three, faith, you know, change that to faith progresses. Faith progress means that it can progress or retrogress. Sometimes you can be in faith, believe God, but with time and the case of the earth or the world increasing, all of a sudden your action does not depict the faith you had once before. How many understand what I'm saying? I've seen people who have been blessed receive promotions at work and now it's not convenient to be in church prayer meetings anymore. See, that is a retrogressive faith. Your, your faith hasn't grown. It has gone back with the promotion. So, so you see, faith, the fact that you have, you, are, you have faith today doesn't mean that you have faith all the time. That's right. If you don't persist. Mm-hmm. Right. I was telling somebody, the work with God is not a beginning and end. It's a daily wow. sacrificial work with God. It is not, it's not, you start once upon a time and that's it. I know people that once upon a time were in the faith. Powerful men of faith. Today they don't go to church. Today they don't go to church. I was telling Kiran just before church started about the guy who we used to do, he used to play the guitar. We used to go, uh, you know, like every crusade, anything, he's, uh, he's the one. In fact, when we go, rehearsal is supposed to start at 6 p.m. 
Do you know what time he gets there? Two o'clock. No, a rehearsal starts at six. Two o'clock, we'll go set up and then we'll be there. Playing and praying. We pray, we play, we pray, we play. Before the choristers, singers will come, we have rehearsal. Today, the guy don't go to church anymore. He doesn't go to church. If I mention his name, all of you will know him. And you wouldn't know that he was a Christian once upon a time. If I mention his name now, almost everybody in this room will know him. He used to, we used to sit. Today we were playing one of the songs we used to play back in the day. We, I was with Kiran just before the church started. And I just remembered how he used to sit with the cross his leg and be playing. From two. When I say two, it's not like uh, it, we used to have rehearsals. When we have like a crusade, it's every day. From two. We stay to six. No, I rehearsal starts from six to eight. Today he's not in the faith. Today he's an international star with different girlfriends. Amen. Faith has conviction, isn't it? You see, what I'm saying, the only reason or the only way it will change your behavior is when you are convicted. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time. Majority of the time, I waste my time. Because this is what I'm saying, it don't do anything. I know it myself. Until you get to the place where you are convicted. And you see, the, 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 the beautiful thing about it, I can't convict you. I can preach hard. I can preach soft. I can preach sweating and shout and everything, but it will never convict you unless the Spirit of God convicts you. That's why I don't bother shouting and sweating and all that. It's fun. It's fun. It's nice. It makes you look powerful. <laughs> How many agree with that? He's like, when he shouts, it makes you look very powerful. It makes you look like what you're saying is very true and that the God is here and God is with us and what I'm saying is the truth and everything. See, I can do all that. But I do not convict you. It will just excite you. You start clapping. Every five seconds, you are waiting for me to pause, then you clap. You're waiting for me to pause, then you clap. You're waiting for me to pause, then you clap. Because that's what it does. When I start sh- sh- shouting in the name of Jesus, you're waiting. When as soon as I go, then you clap. And I say, Ah, today Pastor was on fire. What was Pastor saying? He was on fire. What did he really say? It was very powerful. So what has changed in your life? Oh, today, as for today, is the best sermon I've heard pastor preach. I was really tired. But believe me, you have not been convicted. It was cost 90. The pastor preached himself happy. And you also, it tickled you and you're excited. But basically, that's it. But you see, faith will only grow when you are convicted. 
And for you to be convicted, you must allow yourself to be convicted. See, as I'm preaching now, some of you are fighting what I'm saying in your mind. But, but you see, you don't know how we are struggling. Even what we are doing, listen, what we are giving, you don't know the sacrifices we are making. You are just sitting there and talking. And like, you are fighting me with your, your argument in your head. That is how come you will never be convicted. You will give 20,000 20, reasons why what you are giving is the best you can give. Listen, you are better off half an hour is the best I can give. This is called a sacrifice for a reason. <laughs> it's a sacrifice for a reason. Blood must be shed. Something has to die. That's, that's it. It's something has to die. You must feel it. Serving God without pain, forget it. You don't, you, he's not proper serving God. I told you when my pastor told me that we sh- I should go, leave the church and go and start the church. I, every Saturday, I used to make more money than I make Monday to Friday. Because I had my own business. I used to teach children. 20 children paying me 10 pounds an hour, two hours, every Saturday. No tax. Started the first year, second year, the children doubled. I was doing two hours every Saturday. So by second year, I was doing four hours. When I finish and I'm leaving the, the place to go home, ah. <laughs> and my wife will call, hey, when you are coming, buy this, buy that, buy, because she knows that I'm coming home loaded. So I also changed the strategy. When I'm coming, I pass through the bank before I get home. But, you see, to start a church in Birmingham, because I was living in London, at the time meant that I had to sacrifice the baking. That Saturday job, that was paying over four, five hundred pounds, has to go. Because Saturday I have to go and do evangelism. And I have to buy petrol. So now it's not only the Saturday job that is gone, my Monday to Friday job, I have to use some to buy petrol. To go to Birmingham for evangelism and buy petrol back and buy petrol. I don't know why we used to do that. Buy petrol to go again for Sunday morning and buy petrol back. But that is what serving God is. Something has to die for something to rise. The reason why nothing is rising is because nothing is dying. If we start dying, then this room will be too small. If we start dying, if we stop giving the cane uh, type of offering and we start giving able offering, there won't be any room for us. Hallelujah. And you see, when, God, when the Bible says that God respects that of Cain, his respect, that of Abel, you don't, you don't understand what it means. When God respects what you are doing, every door you get to it opens. You see, the Bible says something. The last, the last uh, verse in uh, Luke chapter 1, it says that, and Jesus, was it Luke chapter 1 or chapter, it says, and Jesus had favor with God, chapter 2. Jesus had favor with God and men. When God f- takes your sacrifice, 
He gives you favor with God and with men. That means that when you pray, your, your prayers are answered. When you encounter people, they plead your cause. Have you seen that scripture? Luke 2, the last verse. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with who? God and with men. How many want God to favor you? To give you open heaven. Which means that you have open access to heaven. Any time of the day you go, you call, heaven will answer. You don't have to go no, 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 no. You don't have to whine to get open access. No, no, no. Father, open access. And with men, wherever you go, men will favor you. They don't need to know you. They will just favor you. That is what it means by God giving respect to your sacrifice. I pray, I pray that from today, our sacrifice to God or our giving to God will be sacrificial. Our time, our energy, our effort, it must cost us. Always remember the chicken and the pig. And don't forget their friend, the dog. He didn't give anything. He puts it together. He says that you bring, I'll put it together. I'm just going to put it together. You just bring. There are some people in church, they don't give anything. They just stand. They put it together. They are the dog. Which one are you rising?